This podcast is brought to you in part by Collab Media, content created with Christ in mind. To publish your content with Collab Media, visit media.collab.life. Now sit back and enjoy your podcast. My name is Charles Strait, and I am the pastor of the Faith United Methodist Church, and you are listening to Moral Justice. Moral Justice is the offering of the social justice ministry of the Faith United Methodist Church. Our social justice ministry is entitled The Next Movement. We believe that social justice is at the heart of the Christian faith and that we must live out the faith that we confess in our hearts so that the world will see Jesus in the work that we do. Um, good afternoon. I'm having a conversation today with Reverend Louis Reyes, who is the uh, senior pastor at First United Methodist of Lombard, and we are going to talk today on moral justice about Puerto Rico, something that has kind of gotten lost in the news these days, uh, but a subject that is very, very important um, to um, this issue of moral justice. Reverend Reyes, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your relationship with the island of Puerto Rico, your work in the United Methodist Church, uh, and all of that good stuff. Uh, my full name is Luis Felipe, and I, Reyes, of course, I was born in the northern part of the island in a town called Arecibo. Uh, I grew up most of my life between the island, my childhood, between the island and New York and New Jersey and eventually respond to my call when I go back to Puerto Rico, and I start serving the church uh, in Puerto Rico in the metropolitan area of San Juan. Uh, later, in the late 80s, early 90s, then I relocated in western New York, and in 92, I landed in northern Illinois. So my first appointment in the United Methodist Church at the time was in Puerto Rico, and I indeed, in fact, was ordained in the process uh, back in the island during my first step of ordination was in Puerto Rico. Wonderful. So you have a great deal of uh, love and commitment um, to um, the island of Puerto Rico. Yep, to the fact that uh, my spouse, family still living in the island, um, my mom still living in the island, my brothers, uh, so our main family uh, are all in the island. So our relationship is, is still there, and we talk to them, and we visit, and vice versa. You know, most of the folks listening will remember that a very short time ago, Hurricane Maria came through um, the Caribbean, and especially uh, through Puerto Rico, and did a huge amount of damage there. And uh, we've kind of lost because the news media is so very uh, non-focused. Uh, the story of the day is not the story of tomorrow. But why don't you give us a little bit of an update and tell us about what's going on uh, on the island right now? Well, in conversation to some of my friends who are from my hometown, um, we were, uh, you know, we are going back and forth when, whenever they have signals. Um, things that we take for granted here that we have signals on our cell phones, that's not the reality back in the island. 
people are talking about the metropolitan part, which is San Juan. They maybe have some more strong signal, but when we talk about the rest of the island, we don't. So talking to my friend whenever they can, and they have signals, and we can chat either online or on the phone. One of my dear friends was telling me, well, if you were here, you will not see the difference in one portion of the town that is look like Maria just happened yesterday. And this was three months after what happening. That's yeah. one point. My mother got power the day before Christmas Eve, three months after Maria. Yeah. Uh, but the power has not been stable. It's going back and forth. So, and now is one day you have power, but doesn't have water. One day you have water, but doesn't have power. And we are talking about basic things, you know, that sometimes here we are in the mainline take for granted. Um, uh, so the reality is that uh, there's still destruction, there's still bridges and, and towns who have not been able to connect with one another, people still walking long distance to get their food. Um, it's been a very, very slow recovery. Um, yeah, of course, if you go to San Juan, you see a different picture, but you need to step outside San Juan to go to the island. Hurricane yeah. Maria came into the island from the southeastern part of the island and came out to the northwest part of the island. Uh, so it caught through across the island in a diagonal form. Uh, when the winds came into the island, they were registered winds at 195 miles per hour, and the machine broke. The winds coming out of the island was wind about 125. So you can imagine the devastation that is done across the island. You know, it's, this is San Juan experience wind, but not as strong as the rest of the island experience. And that is where the destruction and the rebuilding uh, need to happen. We talk about the issue of justice um, for people uh, all the time, and, and the name of the show is Oral Justice. We can believe that there should be uh, a space that we live that calls us um, to um, support those who are unable to um, get justice for themselves. And it seems to me that Puerto Rico is one of those places that we should be hearing a great outcry from the church about. Uh, the nation seems to have abandoned its own territory. Uh, we have not seen the kind of federal aid go to the island. We have not heard our governors and our presidents and senators talking about this natural disaster that we should be coming uh, to the rescue of people. When it happens here on the mainland, when it happens in Texas, when it happens in Louisiana, uh, anywhere there's a natural disaster, you see people rallying around that. And we have not seen that in Puerto Rico. And, and I'm going to have to say that I'm a little disappointed that our church um, has not pushed the issue um, to uh, shame our politicians and uh, not only the politicians and uh, but but our um, civic leaders and and corporations uh, to uh, respond to the people of Puerto Rico in a better way. Um, I know that you have a, um, a bit of work that you are doing through your own networks. You are helping not only uh, your family and other people in the region, but also uh, pastors there who are not able to get paid. 
um, yep. because the system has completely broken down. But I wanted to start first with a, a comment that you made, uh, and which is very important, and, and people in the mainland need to be re-educated, and it's something that we, maybe this is a great opportunity to do so. Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. Technically, we are a colony. You know, we are not a sovereign nation. We have a government that it was established in 1952. It's called the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. But we do not, the, the island do not have the power to make decisions. That power resides within the Congress, mostly with the Congress, which creates the relationship. But on the other side, we are U.S. citizens, which should not matter when it's a tragic like that happened. People should be held regardless. But yeah. what added to the pain is that Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. They are not citizens of Puerto Rico. They are citizens of the United States. So it's important to know that uh, Maria came in a very difficult time that the island has going through, and this is applied to our moral justice system. We have a system in which uh, cities or states in the nation can declare bankrupt. Puerto Rico can. So when Maria hit the island, Puerto Rico was already in a very difficult financial situation. Now, people need to be educated on this point, too. They say, oh, the island received a lot of money. Well, receive funding according to the distribution like any state in the union or any territory. What people are not aware is that the money that is coming back to the mainland that Puerto Ricans pay. Any goods and, and products that Puerto Rico receives cannot be delivered to the island by any other nation. They have to be shipped from the ports in Miami using the U.S. merchandise. So, and that cost is being added to the island. The reason I say that is that when Maria hit the island, Puerto Rico was under a law passed by the Congress and signed by the president, an an economic board, a board that controlled the financial situation of Puerto Rico. So the Puerto Rican government do not have that power either. So the infrastructure uh, services were lacking. The island was in a very convoluted situation. And then you add a hurricane of the magnitude of Maria. So you put people who are experiencing rainy days to experience now flooding time. So the situation was beyond. What happened, uh, and you and I know, that people in the church uh, uh, are based, uh, the church function based on income. And that income comes from people who do their pledges and the offerings. Yes. When Maria hit, people were without work for about a month. So who starts suffering? Churches. And who yes. are the ones who receive an income from the churches? Mostly pastors. And how their pastors provide to their family. And on top of that, these are families who, in the midst of the hurricane, lost houses, so the house were damaged. So there are, like many other Puerto Ricans who experience the devastation, not receiving any income. Um, at the same time, when airport was open, people start flying away, flying away, migrating to the mainland, to family, to friends, or on their own, with whatever resources they have, because the situation becomes to becoming this desperate. The people who were leaving the island, in, in, in many instances of churches that I know, was the people who are the ones that give to the church. At the church lose that income, again, we are suffering. 
So I became aware of the situation, and I shared that in, in several meetings, and colleagues in the Aurora District decide that they can help. And uh, this is touching me personal because my sister-in-law is a pastor. Even though uh, she's not serving outside San Juan, uh, people were not able to work. She lived in a, in a, she served in a very underprivileged, uh, poor neighborhood. So people were without work at the same time. And she didn't receive a salary for about three months. Yeah. But she show up yeah. every Sunday. She was doing what she was called to do and so on. So I yeah. shared that story and people are helping that. Then people start asking me what they can do and I was connecting to more people in different areas. And what the Methodist Church of Puerto Rico is divided, the, the three priorities, uh, rebuilding, which is not rebuilding churches, and this is very important for people to know. The church is there to rebuild the community. If we don't have the community, we will not have a church to serve. Right. So they're not concentrating so much in rebuilding the temples or, um, or building new temples for those churches who were totally destroyed. They're helping the community to get back on their feet. They're building money for education because the school were closed. Uh, resources were not aligned for the school, and we need to continue education system. And the third aspect is uh, health. Uh, health system in Puerto Rico collapsed after, after Maria, and uh, with uh, poor water systems, and uh, all, you can name it, all the uh, viruses and bacteria can develop when animals are dead and the people are drinking for that water without knowing that in the bottom of those ponds are dead animals. So people get yeah. infected with disease and health is becoming a serious concern uh, to how to address that in a magnitude that already represented. So the church is trying to help. So what I am asking folks who ask me to do is that designated their money to those particular churches. Yes, sometimes it's easy to send a check directly to the conference, but it's better to connect with the people in the local area so they can have the resources they needed. The church yeah. is asking for sending missionaries, and they have a process for that. Um, but in this time, I think that more than hand uh, helping there, uh, I think that financial resources will be the key to provide to the people in need. Absolutely. And when there's an emergency, you need things to um, happen right away and not wait for bureaucracies to finally uh, work their way to where the need is. And you said something hugely important um, that I don't know that our listeners really heard, and that is that when pastors are affected, um, more so than many others, you know, because pastors are the ones who provide moral support, they provide uh, as an added support. Um, they are there to help bury those who die, to help... Uh, bring healing to those who are sick, and they have families, and they have needs, just like community. And so we need to step up and make a difference so that those pastors, so that those communities can be better served, and so that people can finally start moving a little bit closer to some form of normality. Um, cannot forget Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a moral justice issue um, for our nation uh, and for our church and for its people. And so, Louis, would you please uh, give us a, a an email address or a phone number where people can call you or reach out to you and share ways that they can uh, support um, the work that you're trying to help happen immediately on the ground now? 
uh, they can call uh, my email. It's uh, R-E-V-L-F-R, so River Edward Victor Luis Franklin River at first spell, uncLombard.org. And my office here, at the, my phone number, the office is 630-627-2508, and I am an extension 302. We want people to understand that we cannot let God that we have not seen and not love our neighbors uh, that we see every day. And the people of Puerto Rico are in need of our support and our prayers, and also they are in need of our money and ways that we can make a difference um, for them on the island. Thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it on behalf of my brothers and sisters in the island. Wonderful. Thank you, and God bless you. This podcast, Moral Justice, has been an offering of the Faith United Methodist Church, where I, Charles Strait, serve as the pastor there. We are located at 15015 Grant Street in Dalton, Illinois. If you're ever in the area, please come and worship with us. You can find our um webpage at www.faithunitedmc.com. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter at Pastor Charles Strait. Uh, I look forward to more conversations uh, with you in the future and great guests that will come and participate in those conversations. Until next time, uh, be blessed and make the world a more moral and just place. This podcast was brought to you by Collab Media. To hear more amazing episodes, subscribe in your favorite app today. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.